0: Do you you collect anything? Me or him?
1: And both of you. Well, my collection's in my office. Is it? You don't have anything collected that's at your house? I mean, it's the same, same kind of. (sighs) Shoes. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, exactly. Shoes. I mean,
0: I know you were into, a little while ago, you were into um, SBs. Oh, Um, I was
1: all about the SB Air Force One game like back in high school at one point i had like hmm. air force ones yeah yeah at one point i had like maybe 70 plus pairs damn oh dude
2: (laughs) damn air force dude um mostly of sbs when i was a kid and the air force ones had first came out like you know um when when those guys um the rappers who are they um well get to stomping them. my air force ones got that one song Dude, I know um,
0: rap and I
2: don't know that song. Nelly.
0: Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. 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 So when that song had came out like way back in the day, I you know, I've always been been from a I've always been been from a sort of okay area, yeah. you know. And um and fortunately, my mom was able to buy me a pair of Air Force Ones. However, this one school year I had went went to kind of a bad area for school. I went to a school in a hawaiian jardins no 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 (laughs) i didn't get jacked however i wore some fresh ass white air force ones and man i was scared because kids well they were just staring me down like (laughs) yeah yeah this this middle class with his nice shoes, <laughs> I should jack him right now. So it's yeah. scary.
0: I mean, there's times, then I mean, well, when the Jordans first came out yeah. and all that, it was, it was there. There was times when you were scared to wear them out because uh, you know you didn't know what was going to happen because there was all
1: kinds of news about it going around. Yeah, for just petty crazy. stuff. Yeah, I had you had never had Jordans. a pair of Jordans. I had a few. Yeah? yeah, yeah. The I think my favorite ones. One of my favorite ones were like uh, the grape. Yeah, yeah. The white purple and uh what teal ish yeah, color yeah. yeah those are dope
0: wow my
1: wow. all-time favorite sps were the tiffany's I, I, I don't know if they're called diamonds now but i, I when i was really into it is when they were the, the, the tiffany's yeah yeah and i had like three pairs of them <laughs> one of them was dead stock i couldn't bring myself to like ever wear those those were like brand new and then i had one i had another pair like if i ever wanted to wear it so i could crease it no problem yeah and not have to be walking like a penguin. And then the other one was just, like, semi, like, once in a while. Like, if the first pair was super, super beat, mm-hmm. then I had the second pair that was, like, Thank the it. nice going out ones that were, like, semi.
2: <laughs> I do that still still to this day with, with some shoes I own, you yeah, know. I have a pair uh, of chucks for the gym, but then a pair of chucks for, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was expensive. Yeah. Oh, man.
2: Especially when you're a kid.
1: Yeah, I was in high school. Yeah.
2: Man, there were so many. Flipping
1: shoes in high school. That was my business. Really? Really? Yeah. Huh. Business in high school, huh? Locker room, locker deals in between like breaks and things like that. Nice. Yeah.
2: I had two businesses as a kid. Um, my first business as a kid, and it was very short lived because it was highly, highly unethical. Um, in the fifth grade, me and my friends- Fifth
0: grade. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. In the fifth grade, I had found this one store that could sell the Yu-Gi-Oh cards, but they were like, like the counterfeit ones, but they looked really good. <laughs> and I'm talking, they had had blue eyes, white dragon. They had- um, had Dark a, magician. Dark magician. Yeah. the Red, red really eyes, black dragon. Cards, and they were fake. And so me and two of my buddies had like all pitched in to go and buy and buy a gang of them, and so we would sell them at our school. Dang. And uh, and yeah, it 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 actually worked, but <laughs> but it was it was so unethical, man. But hey, hey made he, you a couple bucks. Made a couple bucks, and, and 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 like you know, as a kid, a it ham at the ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't seem <laughs> seem that bad, though, because, you know, I'm in fifth grade. I'm, I'm like eight years old or something yeah. or however old that you are in the fifth grade. And, you know, I just wanted to make some paper. And, you know, with Yu-Gi-Oh cards, those were the shit back in the day.
0: Yeah. one my uh, When I was in high junior high school, seventh grade, uh, we were DJing all the high schools around my area. Yeah? Yeah. So we did all the school dances. We, did, we threw parties. And this was like from seventh grade all the way to 12th grade. We were doing we we're DJing and making money. Nice. It was cool. Well, we had a big old crew, though. So after we got paid, we'd all just go out to a restaurant, mm-hmm. pay off the, the rental fee for all the like like lighting that we would rent from the, the local DJ shops. And then uh, and then, you know, put a couple mo- like a little bit of money aside for new records because this is still back when vinyl was was big. Back um, when, when DJ, when you had to buy vinyl to yeah. DJ a party,
2: and when you were an actual DJ, yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. You we there was no playlist.
0: We're actually mixing songs. We're yeah. not just overlapping songs. We're matching beats. We're scratching. We're doing all that stuff. Um, and yeah, we were we were doing it. That's that's Marshall, Eagle Rock, Franklin High School, all those schools. We were doing them every Friday night. We would uh, go out, make a couple hundred, few hundred here and there. Mm-hmm. It was cool.
2: Damn. Yeah. I mean, isn't it funny of how like parents think that kids' parties are kids' parties, but no like, <laughs> yeah. no, like kids par- oh, stuff goes down at kids' parties when you're it a kid? It was
0: fun, man. That was like like the parties that we would be at it was like dance crews, and it was battling. And that, oh man, yeah. that was like oh, <laughs> like those were the for best you got served days. days. Like dan- yeah. Oh my, you got gosh. served? Yeah, <laughs> best movie. Man. It's it was it was cool. It was fun. I mean, like I, I we we would have uh, bands and groups that were popular in the '90s before they got popular would be going to the parties that we were throwing. Like uh, and you know the guys from Black IPs, they went to our high schools. Really, um, we knew those guys. Uh uh Who else was there? Culinary Bad. I don't know if you know those guys. That's I know pretty that name. Bad. Yeah, hell of a hell of a. Like they came to a couple of our parties that we threw over in Glendale.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, old school crew. I mean, it was crazy. Then you know, of course, it's a few knuckleheads that mess it all up for everyone. <laughs> a couple of people got stabbed. A couple of people got you know threatened with guns, and then it. Then cops started showing up. And yeah. Before it was all innocent, nice, it was fun. It was all about hip-hop.
2: No. Then it was like, it, it went away after all that. Uh, so Yeah, it's always those one, those one or two idiots who, yeah. ruin it, who just yeah. find a way to ruin it for everybody. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it's
1: like the equivalent to Honda or Mustang drivers. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, well,
2: shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> Lawnmower versus crowd killer. <laughs> <laughs> Choose your poison uh so hello everybody you have made it with us to the 11th episode of the Jada cast podcast episode number 11 guys isn't that crazy <laughs> time flies man yeah yeah. yeah yeah okay how's everyone doing good great good I'm doing great too um, I am Jordan I'm Daryl I'm Mike and uh, I always have to make it a point to a point to reintroduce ourselves because I always forget about that. But, um, you know, so in episode 11, we got some, some, uh, some fun things to talk about today. Some uh, interesting things that I think all of you, uh, well, that I think all of you collectors out there would, would be interested in hearing. Um, so by, by, um, by the first order of business, um, for those of you who are, well, watching us on YouTube and Facebook, you can see on the table in front of us that, uh, that we have 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 some new items out, and so these items are part of of the newest wave of our JDM tuners line in 164 scale. Um, so in front of us we have wave four, wave four, and um, and Mike. So so could you go through what is in Kiss Wave and, um, and yeah,
0: yeah. So in wave four we have uh, an R35. It's flat black with gold graphics and it's uh, um, it pays homage to some of the original Ken Marie graphics that you see in Japan uh, on the race circuit uh, it's I think it's awesome it looks really good it's it translates really well to the body lines of the r35 um, we have a Toyota aE86 in the gold trim and uh, Watanabe wheels which is um, you know where we we brought this car to our office here in uh city of industry took pictures of it and we we're trying to mimic that in this 164 scale
2: version. I see him, him on our Instagram yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Run
0: free and
2: on Run Instagram. Yeah. Well, could you tell me why, why with this car in particular, it like, you know, it just seems, seems to have such a cult following, you know, like yeah. why is that? you think?
0: Oh man, it's, there's a lot to it. Uh, it's, I, 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 I kind of have to attribute it a lot to initial D. Um, and in that car, the the AE86, the Trueno is is a, is a legendary car. The the I the balance of the weight, the weight ratio, the power to weight ratio. It's a light car. It doesn't need a lot of power to make it go fast. I mean, it's it's I mean, it was legendary in the street race circuit over in Japan. Um, and out here, it's just now it's just uh, one of those cars that everyone is is after because uh, it's, it's hard to find one that's in good condition that you can fix up.
1: Yeah. Overall handling, I think, capabilities of that of that car too was just for for its time. I, I think was very. Um, I think when you talk about these kinds of cars, it really lends itself to the overall driving experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's what it really came down to.
2: And so this was was what you would call a true driver's car. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hmm. So his uh, Instagram is Run Free AE eighty yeah. six. it's a it's a beautiful car. His car. He did a really good job in that car. It's really yeah. nice. Uh, we also have a raw metal a uh, five ten Datsun. We have a uh, uh, RS. What is that? The uh, a new R thirty four. We have a Supra, and we have the uh, seventy. What is which one is it? The, the uh,
2: seventy one Nissan Skyline GTR yeah. Hako. Yep. The Hako classic.
0: Yep. Mm. And what's kind of cool about the Hako um, is we did something new uh, that we typically don't do with the. 64 scale cars. Um, if you look at the the rear tail lights, mm-hmm. they're actually jeweled rather than just being painted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're looking at doing that more often with our
2: 64s. And so by jeweled,
0: they're plastic. So it looks mm-hmm. it does. It's a it's actually a plastic piece rather than just painted, mimicking a, 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 a light lens. Mm-hmm. So it's a you know it looks a lot more authentic rather than just a painted
2: uh, tail light. And so, and so what made you want to choose to make it plastic instead of, you the know, there's a lot of things to doing.
0: it. There's a, one, it just looks more, uh, more detailed. It looks nicer. Uh, it has, a. it looks more authentic that way. Um, you know, cause headlights and taillights should be plastic and sometimes, you know, because of costing, uh, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I we found a way to be able to do it without having to increase the cost so much. Um, but it just takes a lot more engineering. Uh, the lights are really small. So it's uh, our, our factory. They hate us for it because it's really difficult
2: to assemble sometimes. Mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah, no, those are the things that we want to start doing more often just to give it more
2: detail. Hmm. And so we're very like any other talks about trying to do something like that prior to this. And then this one, one was, was the one that we finally... So yeah yeah from the from, from the very
0: beginning is that when we were designing this car is is that's how we wanted to do it mm-hmm. and we were going back and forth with uh, our our engineering team and making sure that you know it would work the way we wanted it to work and have the look that we wanted you know to achieve and yeah and i think it came out great i think it's a it's a cool thing and hopefully that's as we'll be able to do more of this in the future
2: yeah 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 it's pretty sick yeah I think that, that out of them all, my, my, my favorite one is probably the uh, Hakosuka. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a cool casting. I yeah. really like it a lot. Hmm.
1: It's a toss up between that and the Ken Marie inspired Nord 35 from me. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. When I first saw that Ken Marie after we, we got the first sample, I was like,
1: Oh man, that yeah, hot. It looks really nice, yeah. especially in 64 scale.
2: Yeah. Yep. it Jumps out at you. Yeah. Hmm yeah so um so you know and with everything thing in this wave well these are all cars that you know if you want to you know um, i don't know a better way way to sum it up but i always like to say you know the kings of jdm you know and Mm -hmm. then and then but you have certain cars that really come come to mind you know and so obviously you know gtr is probably up there with most people supra is probably a close second, or maybe even higher than 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 a, than a GTR, but um, but you know, so how about if we speak speak to some of the heritage behind these cars and and well, why they are so so special, you know, even from a cultural standpoint um, to maybe a racing standpoint, just an iconic legacy that they all carry, you know. Well, why Man. do you guys think think that these cars have made it?
0: that's it's true to history it's tough because um you know there's there's a with the gtr the whole skyline and gtr lineage they've been just known as the muscle car of japan hmm. they're just the top, i've never thought like, of it like that yeah they're they're they've been thought of as like the ultimate race car mm-hmm. uh coming out of japan because they were just so powerful uh are you know the engine's huge the designs were were you know were groundbreaking at the time and, I mean, even today, the 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 R thirty five is just you know it's a beast. You know this guy can tell you. Daryl's all into that R thirty five, and um, it's that car, and also the elusivity of it because you can't bring the R thirty fours and below to United States
1: without jumping through all kinds of hoops. They make it really hard on you. Yeah. 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 So well, the thirty two and thirty three, I think, are good now. Yeah. And the, it's the now it's the thirty four
2: that it's like a 25 a year rule or something like it's that it's coming up in a few years well
0: that, there's that 25 year rule but then i think there was uh, because of the the hako it was uh, i the, i think they it's like a cherished vehicle in japan and mm. they didn't want it to be outside of japan or they, or something like that there was some weird thing where even that car was very difficult to get in the united states right and and what people were doing were getting a different vehicle and that was really close to it and and using body panels to make their own Hakko here in the United States, but they weren't true Hakkos.
2: So it's kind of like a Frankenstein car. Kind of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's Mm. like, like if you're a gun guy, sometimes you can't get a certain kind of gun in, in, in California, but if you were to import the pieces and put them together here, then you can. Right. Um, but you know, some, but that's a little different because you're actually building the real thing Mm -hmm. with the Hakko. You're, you're built, you're starting off with a different vehicle from the beginning and then putting parts on to make it look, similar to what it
2: was to mm-hmm. what we try and build you know but i can 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 actually appreciate that way too you know I yeah mean, you, know, you it know. still takes it still takes a lot of what craftsmanship to awesome mm-hmm. like that yeah exactly
0: but uh you know what's cool about this wave uh is the ae 86 in this wave 4 164 jdm tuners is is the new casting of the wave
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the next few waves that are being coming out will have more new castings so it's uh you know, if you're collecting 64, keep an eye out for them because there, uh, there's some hot new ones they' coming coming down the pipeline.
1: Mm. Dropping some mad heat, <laughs> fire. <laughs> Pretty excited.
2: <laughs> you know, and that brings me me to another question. Um, so, what are some of the different reasons as to why certain fans tend to gravitate towards the different size scale of cars? You know, for example, our one thirty two Fast and Furious line well typically does does very well but it seems to attract more so the casual fan but you know say for example if you have have a guy who's in you know to 118 scale big time console he's probably a very hardcore well-established fence and so so what do you guys think that is you know
1: I think it's, I mean, there's different levels of collectability, at least from what I see. Um, I think a lot of the ones that are highly, highly collectible are going to be our 164 scales. Mm-hmm. Um, but throughout history, I think in the toy industry, that scale has just kind of cemented itself as, you know, um, kind of put itself out for that. For one, I think the price point. Um, To the size, uh, you're able to just kind of amass like, you know, um, a whole like car garage or something to that point. Hot Wheels, I'm sure, has a lot to do with it as well. Um, But what you're also able to achieve in scales that are a little bit bigger, like the 24 scale, which we see here is kind of like that happy medium. Um, It's big enough for you to get a detail. In like a lot of detail to it that's maybe not necessarily as much as like a 118 scale. Um, like I said, I think it's just that kind of happy medium. And that 32 scale is one of those, I think, going back to our last podcast when we were talking about like the difference between a hobby market and the retail market. Well, we kind of view 32 scale as like if a mom was with the kid or something, kind of walking down the aisle and the kid's making a big deal or, or not really behaving, well, The mom can just grab a 32 scale. Here, here's your car. Play with it. Hmm. Tight.
2: Interesting.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I,
0: I agree. Um, there's some people who are completists. They want to buy every car in the, in the lineup and they need to, be able to afford it so that's why they gravitate towards a 64 so because it's a lot you know lower price point as compared to a 118 scale you know um and the way we do you know we don't have really chase cars really you know we may throw something in there sometimes naturally just by the nature of cars i'm sorry so chase cars are like cars that are in our assortment that have less quantity than they're like exclusive exclusive yeah so so if you know if you find one it's just a lot more valuable to the person because it's it's more exclusive. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we have 10,000 pieces of one car, but this one chase would maybe have 5,000 or or yeah. or less. Um but we typically don't do that, but by nature of the business sometimes things will happen where we have to change something midway through and like for example a, a a rim, for example, may change halfway through and then we put a new rim on and now like that first way or car with the with the original rim becomes the chase because now that one's harder to find yeah. mm-hmm. because it's not in the market anymore. Um, but what happens there, there's one kind of collector that will just look for those chases because they know those will be a little more valuable after they buy it. Mm-hmm. and Or they just flip them. Um, but we kind of don't want to breed those kind of collectors. We'd rather have people who really enjoy, who are really enthusiastic of the uh, genre of cars that we're making and you know have them collect them all if they're into it. So there's the, the collector that likes small scale cars because they can collect a ton because it's a lot more affordable. Plus, they can put a ton on, on, on a shelf. Yeah. You know, um, 24 scale, I think, is a good happy medium where there's a lot of good detail in the car. Because, you know, with 64, you can only do so much. You can't really get, you know, you can get the motors in it. But then, you know, keeping the price point like we were talking about in the you know past podcast. Um we want to keep the keep it affordable. Yeah. So if we start going into engines and and you know all that kind of detail, the price of our 64 would go up it's crazy. Tough, huh? yeah. yeah. But with the 24 scale, you can get all that detail. Um it's like it's it's bigger, but then you can, you know, it's it's just a nice model with good detail on it. Uh 18 scale is for I think the hardcore enthusiasts who really like the detail in vehicles, because with that scale, you can really get into the nooks and crannies of the cars, and and really make like like threading if you want on the on the upholstery. If you 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 know, we can actually get in there and do that kind of stuff if we really wanted to. There's things that you can like the high end 118 scale cars are ridiculously detailed. Really? Yeah. Oh, they're beautiful. I mean, it, it, you know, they, but you pay. It comes at a cost. Mm. So the more detail, the larger you get, the more detail you get, the higher the cost of the of the collectible.
2: So, what are some of the most the most expensive ones that you've seen before? Huh. I mean, there's a lot. I
0: mean,
1: there's there's I, you, I have I mean, a few in my office that range from like two to four hundred dollars. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Have I seen them? No, no? Oh.
1: <laughs> I have a Hako. Yeah. Uh and I also have a thirty R thirty four Skyline. I mean yeah. it's like real cloth interior. Seat belts and everything. Belts, you yeah. t- the steering has the, the axles and the wheels turn and all that stuff.
2: Yeah. And are you uh k- keeping them to to eventually we'll sell them later? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean like Mike I'll alluded, do it to someone else's company. <laughs> like I mean like Mike alluded to earlier. I mean maybe if it was another car, but I mean I'm a big Skyline GTR fan. Yeah. So it would be those two that I have.
0: Yeah. See, so that, like we were talking about collecting in the beginning of the show, um, all the stuff that I collect at home, like I collect like Robotech and Voltron stuff, classics, um, and I buy it. I'm I don't expect myself to ever sell any of these things. Yeah. You know, because I'm not that kind of a collector. I'm not the kind of that will just say, oh you know, let me start collecting what's hot this minute. And then, you know, um, now I'm bored of it, let me sell it all off. Yeah. No, I'm collecting only, (laughs) I'm only collecting the things that I know that I really like, that I want to keep for the long-term. Because these are the toys that I had when I was younger that my mom and dad threw away that I
1: wish I still had. Yeah. That was my mentality at Comic-Con. Like a lot of people go to Comic-Con for the exclusives and buy just a flip because it's a Comic-Con exclusive. I mean, yeah, you can make a quick buck. I mean, there, it, there's a lot of money to be made by doing that. Yeah, but yeah. like for me, you know, I, I, I was like, I'd rather just go for the things that I truly, truly want and would enjoy because it's what I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And dude, I'm so lazy when it comes to flipping things. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to put in the time to make like five dollars or ten dollars it seems like easy that.
2: at first glance but once you actually have i some. gotta
1: take a picture of it i yeah, gotta create the listing know, and this then is i guys, gotta uh, gotta buy
2: cardboard boxes and i gotta yeah i gotta talk to people
0: the, the <laughs> hardcore collectors that i know who really made money off of collecting are the ones that really collect everything and know which ones are going to be worth more later on down the line some of them have been sitting on cars for for 20 years and okay. you know what um they said you know what my daughter's getting married and let me sell a couple of these and and pay for her wedding
1: mm.
0: and i mean i'm talking 64 scale maybe one or two 64 scales that'll that'll sold and paid for the whole wedding it's crazy Are you kidding? but yeah no no not at all <laughs> i mean it's it's it can get it's like a diamond yeah yeah it's crazy but uh, uh, you know that's what you, you know if you're a collector and you really have if you really are into something and you really want it and you and you can keep hold of it there's another person probably out there that'll appreciate the same things that you have
1: that's just like the shoe game I was telling you about those Tiffany's telling you back then I was able to pick them up a pair for 500 now a grand yeah see
0: so I, I like whenever I hear or see people say oh I'm done collecting these uh, I'm selling off my whole collection why you don't know how much those things are going to be worth five six seven eight years down the line yeah you know, you might be kicking yourself in the butt and seeing those things at a, at a local uh, a swap meet going for 10, 15, 20 times that you bought it for. Yeah. It's, and I see that happen all the time with with Jada stuff, with stuff that I had when I was a kid. I mean, I, I, go, I had this one, um, it was a Robotech uh, motorcycle that trans, and it's like a, a, an eight inch doll. It wasn't a really a doll but you know it's the size of a doll yeah and then it had a, a motorcycle that transforms and becomes the armor of the doll right and i saw the exact same one that i had and it was going it was out of the box it was all like discolored it was turning yellow 375 bucks i'm like i had that thing like I, if i kept it i would have had a 375 toy sitting on my
2: desk but nope i don't have it no more <laughs> some real investment strategies. Well, I
0: mean, you don't know. You never know what's yeah. going what's going what's going to stick and what's going to be valuable later on. So, I mean, if you're a collector and you have a bunch of stuff, why just all of a sudden like be get bored of it and sell your stuff? I would store it, keep it. Yeah. Comic books. Oh my gosh, dude. I mean, I had comic books up the from when I was a kid. And now I can't find like my <laughs> mom catch, got Mike. rid of all yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're all gone. And I wish I had like I, I started collecting G.I. Joe from number one. And I had like a ton of GI Joe comic books. And from what I hear, those those comic books are worth a ton, but now I don't I, I, I'm I'm missing out on that investment.
2: Yeah, man. Talk about a Renaissance age, yeah. while making a comeback. Yeah. Damn. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Yeah, and you know, if we wanted to take it up a notch, you know, talking about cars and collectible die you know, and people who who just scalped them off. I don't understand that that for real cars too, you know. I mean I mean well maybe if I had if I had that that type of F U money as mm. to where you know, I'm able to just buy a Ferrari have it for a few months and then mm-hmm. sell it off for well for like another one. But I just don't don't understand you know because to me each and every car car I do want to buy in some way or another it is a dream car of mine and yeah. that's something I want to hold on to. Yeah. So I yeah. don't understand when 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 these dudes can buy a McLaren P1 and mm-hmm. then and then be like oh yeah oh yeah I'm selling it you know to get something else. I'm like. it's not
1: I mean there's I think there's a small or a slight differentiation when it comes to that because I mean at that point if you're going to use the McLaren P1 as as the example that's a very modern modern car right I mean um, but when you're talking about classics, like true classics, whether that's in the JDM world or the American muscle world, I mean, they've obviously, uh, they wouldn't be considered classics if they weren't around for, yeah. for quite some time with some sort of lineage or history background to them. Right. So there's more of an appreciation to them. I think when you're talking about, in my opinion, the modern, like supercars or hypercars or, or, or things like that, we they haven't been around long enough to have a true appreciation of it. And really the people that can really afford them is just are people that I don't know, it's just my overall perception of them. Might not necessarily have a can call themselves car guys, but because they can afford to buy, you know, the, the these really expensive cars. But if you look at their entire garage or car collection, it's gonna be what? Realistically, a P1, a nine eighteen spider, an Aventador, um, Cars along those lines, but you're not going to see a '94 Supra. You're not going to see a '71 Charger, a Chevelle. You know, '65 um, Mustang. If I had that money, that would be that would be in my garage. No, but that, <laughs> but, but you see the differentiation yeah. there. Yes. To call your like, I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, car guy is a loose loose term, but like car enthusiast, mm. like, you know. Um, I think there's a there's a separation there. That's where I see the difference in in the two. Mm, I mean, if I, I'd be with Mike, I would love to roll a 70, 71, 69 charger. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I could totally see myself doing that. Um, But on the flip side, I also love me some good Porsches. Yeah. 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 So I, I think it's that um, nice overall balance. <clears throat> um, yeah. of of in the car world you have the appreciation for the older as well as as the modern i was a uh, i found a picture and i was talking to, i
0: showed it to a friend it was a picture of this really nice garage all like nice woodwork around the garage it was it was pristine you see the the toolboxes in the back and you know this person had money and he had a row of cars and all the cars were old school Datsuns from 620 510 uh, uh 240s uh you know all that and my friend was like yeah if you have that kind of money why are you buying dotsons i'm like if you have that money kind of money you can buy whatever you want if you're into the dotsons go for it you do know your thing yeah do your thing Ooh. you know that, that's it's 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 cool because you know, if you're a collector and you like what you like i mean there's it's it doesn't
1: matter what other people think, right? You know? Yeah, I mean, if I could have a every generation of the skyline, yeah, that's what I would have. But then people could be like, "Oh, you could have a you could have a McLaren for one or like for yeah, yeah. I don't know." But it's, I don't know. Uh, you just kind of get back it to the enthusiast side of you, because um, it's something that you truly love, you truly understand, and you you really appreciate. Like you really, really appreciate. Otherwise, uh, yeah, you could go for a P1. What, right. if, what, what if I collected every generation of Prius? <laughs> what is there to appreciate about that car, Mike? There's nothing to appreciate about that car. The gas mileage.
2: <laughs> Damn it, Brian. <laughs> had a really good point, right? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Yeah, but, well, how about if we try try to dive into this well deeper? Because this is is starting to get pretty interesting. Like like you know, like to, to find what what is the criteria that really makes you an enthusiast, you know?
1: I don't know like as far as if there's a specific criteria. Um it's a little esoteric. A little bit I think to have I think it's just an overall appreciation. I think to truly understand more or less some of the backstories or like the lineage behind certain cars and what makes them so special today, right? Um, And I think people will have this appreciation for certain cars. Like I have an appreciation for the classic muscle cars, but not as much as I do for the classic JDM cars, but only because I feel that I know them a little bit more. But that's not to say that I... Wouldn't you just heard me say I would roll a sev- classic 71 charger any day. Yeah. Right. But well,
0: it's, it's kind of weird. Like, uh, and when you say enthusiast, are you talking about like enthusiast as a collector or uh, just or, or is that two different things? I'm, I'm under the assumption it's like in general. In scope. general. Okay. In, in general, general. Okay. So I, I was just trying to figure out the question because like I love like the Robotech stuff, but I really only am specific to mostly the first, second, third generation Robotech. I don't know much about any of the other stuff, so I can't call myself an enthusiast of the robot tech world. I just really just know and like the style of the robots of from the first or the sorry, mechs. The what? <laughs> mechs. They 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 call them mechs, like them. M e x. No, c h. M e c. Mech. All right.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't want to be all like you know, but yeah, uh, they they. I really just am into those first three seasons and that's it. Like the other ones I'm not really into that much. Right. Uh, but so I can't really call myself uh, an enthusiast because I really don't know the whole story behind everything. I just just know those specific ones.
1: Well, right. So like that's my point in bringing back to like the car culture aspect of it, like the JDM versus the the muscle. Right. Uh, to Mike's example, like I don't know that much about the the muscle side of it. Um, I know a good amount of it, too, about the, the JDM side of it. Um, but as a whole, I think, um, even though I don't know too much about one side of it, I still can appreciate, I think, a good portion of it, right? <laughs> MEX. <laughs> That's what I was laughing. <laughs> Brian and I immediately looked at each other <laughs> Hey,
2: <laughs> y'all know I don't know, <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, you know, I I just think um, uh, an appreciation for for everything to have to have that and, and understand that it plays a pivotal role in, in creating the overall. Um, well, I, don't, I don't even know what the term is, but it's just it's something that everyone can gravitate to at the end of the day and have like a common interest because whether you're on this side or this side, it's still. The car culture. That's why we call it the car culture. Yes. Right. So it's kinda like I
0: also would like imagine going to an art gallery, right? You can like something because you appreciate the effort that goes into making a, a piece of art, but you may not know what the whole meaning behind that artwork is that the artist was trying to portray. You know, so you still have an appreciation for it and you like it. You may even want to buy it, but then you're still not that versed in what the actual meaning of that artwork yeah
1: people can find different things to appreciate yeah i yes. think
2: yeah i see hmm. so it kind of seems like seems like to be considered you know an enthusiast that you kind of have to come well full circle and in, in just having it, it well like and just having I an mean, overall appreciation for the past present and future but then also you know in the future you have to recognize that the only reason that that this is here is because of these amazing strides that that well, happened. Well, I think
0: before. I think there's that's the order it comes, in. you start to, first. You have an appreciation for what it is um, on the outside, right? So if you say you're looking at one of our 164 scales, and you're like, "Oh man, this this uh, AE86 looks really nice," and then you start noticing the other ones, and then you start to gain a more of an appreciation for the whole line, and then eventually you'll start to want to become more versed in what that is about, and then you start to learn see the the history and and of Jada and and what the cars are all about and then you become an enthusiast after that because now you're you're really immersing yourself into that product or that collection that you're you're starting to develop
2: mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I did it again I have, mm. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Why are you imitating me? and like having your back all, all straight. Mm. What well, do I sit like that? <laughs> I think it's just because that chair here oh, makes well, you sit like that. It's just, you know, it's just helping out. My <laughs> <atmosphere>. <laughs> hmm. Hey, quick question. Why is, you know, why do cops hate the R34 so damn
1: much? Do they? Uh, hate's a strong word. I don't even know. I don't even think they hate it.
2: R34? Yeah. I just.
1: Well,
0: where, where, I mean, I don't know where well, you're getting that from.
2: <laughs> well, because well, there's al- not very many on the street. <laughs> well, I've always, I mean, I've heard in circles that like for, for the people who do. Well, for the people who are able to, the people who are able to attain them, the legal route, that even if it is perfectly fine and it checks out. That that you'll still get pulled over and like impacted.
1: I, I think it's just more for, for lack of understanding. I, I I mean there are cops out there that are also automotive enthusiasts, mm-hmm. yeah. but, I, but I don't think they're that common. To yeah. be to be honest, was,
0: that's what I was gonna say. I don't think that very many cops will know what they're looking at
2: if they see one on the street. Right. So Is that a Malibu. Well, I feel like with the R thirty four, even if like even if a cop has no idea what it is he'll see that and and he'll just be like i'm putting on
1: well i mean like the the r34 i I mean it's not even because it's not even legal here for one therefore it's not a common car Mm -hmm. and so you've never really seen anything like it Mm -hmm. and then you find out and you see that it's a right hand drive oh you know for sure in california that's Mm -hmm. something's up with that yeah and then so that's automatic right there and when i when they pull one over um and they're checking out the paperwork i'm sure i i don't know exactly but i would assume that it's some sort of like complicated multiple paperwork to show like the how if hopefully it is legal um and some other some other things. I think more than more often than not, it's just a lack of understanding, and uh, and then it can quickly escalate to you know if the owner is going to be a prick about it, like giving the mm-hmm. cop an attitude. You know, when you get pulled over, you're not happy, and you're not doing yourself any favors if you're giving an attitude because then everyone gets defensive, and then it blows up, and so this whole thing. And you know, when you're driving a car like that.
0: And usually when I see these on the street, I mean, they're, they're not usually stopped. how often
1: are you seeing them?
0: Like not very often, but yeah, <laughs> like if I do see one on the street, they're, you know, they're modded. Yeah. They sound sure. awesome. Yeah. And when you're driving one of those things, you're not driving it just calm and nah. collective and, you know, and just kind of cruising stunned. down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. i I'll be like, you know, in the tunnels, I'm, I, you know, I'm revving it just cause I want to hear that sound, um, out of a turn, I'm, I'm pressing the gas to, to, to feel that pull. It usually I mean, that's how I would be driving it and, and it's probably gonna capture the attention of the cops.
2: Hmm. It's
0: just the, from the nature of the kind of car it is. I mean same thing with any of the, the exotics. If I was in an exotic, I mean unless I'm driving someone else's car, I'm not gonna be like that, but yeah. Yeah. It, it's it is a car that would attract attention in that way. Yeah. You know, like with what Daryl said, the right hand drive, the the
1: you know, the sounds and everything. It's it's, it's just the car that attracts attention. I think overall when it comes to that car, it's just lack of understanding for for the most
2: part. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I've just just heard like some folklore of people in the U.S. who do have them legally that even if it is legal, you're still screwed.
0: Well, there was a point. uh, There was a time what in the late 90s, I want to say, early 2000s, (laughs) when… Uh, there was companies bringing them here illegally and there was a ton of them here illegally and they were impounding all of them. This is probably where you heard this from. They were when, they were on the lookout for these cars because they were imported here illegally and there was a lot. I mean, uh, I'm I mean, i I'm not, I'm not saying thousands, but there was a, a lot here in Southern California and they were just impounding them and destroying them. They would put them in that the, 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 the crushing machine or whatever and I'd see videos of this and I'd be like cringing. That, That's what they would do. They that would, should be a crime. It's there and they and some of these illegal vehicles that have been brought here are still not on the street. They're probably stored somewhere, but they're out there still. Just wait. That's probably one of the reasons why you hear that is because they're on the lookout for these cars. Haters. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was the thirty five though, or thirty four. I think it was more the the thirty three and and before, but
2: yeah, which those are legal to now. have now. Yeah. I've actually seen a couple of uh well, thirty threes around.
0: Yeah, I mean, shoot, there, there's a couple for sale that I see on the on, on, on the internet. I have my eye. Dude, they're not that expensive, dude.
1: They're okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're very affordable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, Jordan. <laughs> 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 that would take me from here to here dude, overnight. I would be the coolest just, guy on the
1: block and immediately. Dude, I'd be yeah. getting so
2: much street cred for Yeah, <laughs> that'd be crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the 34, man. Yeah. Part of me just wants to buy one, keep it in Canada. They're legal yeah, out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to do with a Toyota Hi Ace.
0: Ooh, it's a, it's a, a minivan. Mike's by about Toyota. the minivan yeah. life. Toyota
2: yeah. I don't think Hi I remember, Ace? I don't Hi think Ace, I understand yeah. those. Here, let me pull one up real quick. It's like the
0: boxy of the box. <laughs> I mean, it looks like you, you, if people are talking about. Party van. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're saying that the, the XB looked like a toaster. This thing's a straight up toaster. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this thing really is really is a
0: toaster, dude. But if you see type in custom, high ace, oh man, yeah, I'm all about that
2: that van. So what do you do in this van? Huh. So what do you do in this van, party,
0: dude. <laughs> That van that screams party. What kind of parties?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Probably can't see, see, yeah. that, see it that well, but yeah. No,
0: I'll show you. Those aren't, those pictures don't do it justice. I, I mean, can see the appeal, though. Was, OK, so I, I love this that van. That van is freaking like the coolest thing. When I first saw, the first time I saw him was on the online. But the first time I rode in, in it was when I went to Hong Kong to visit our Hong Kong office. And they had one pick me up and it was a custom. That's what I wrote in. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, they had curtains. Yeah. And I mean, these things were dope. Is there They're a, there a ton like of cells. chairs in the back? Yeah, dude, of you're, you're, you're your lounge. Up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. These things are, and like you can add on these these different tops that have like better, more headroom or or uh, uh, a, a refrigerant, you know, so it's, you know, like you can make that into a, a box truck that, that delivers seafood. Um, camper tops. There's like all kinds of customization so cool. things you could do.
1: There.
2: Yeah. yeah, you know what? I think that <laughs> I think that you've made me a believer. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll, I'll I'll send you pictures yeah. of what like uh, uh, nice ones because yeah, and I'll then I some went some to Japan, Japan and I saw them in Japan. And I'm like, dude, these things are just
2: ridiculous. Um, I've actually had a couple of friends who have gone gone to Tokyo pretty recently, and they come back to me and say, "Like, man, there's freaking R34s everywhere, as if it's Toyotas, and there's <laughs> all these other ones." It's just every around.
0: car out there just looks cool. Even their uh, their their delivery trucks that they use just to deliver, like, like, like at the fish markets, for example. You know, they deliver ice from this location to this location, and they're like these little tiny little little trucks. They're probably the size of a of a um of a Loster. But they're they're a two person car truck with a with a bed in the back. And yeah. it's like they're really tiny. So is like the most obscure things. That, yeah they like, look like, oh. Yeah <laughs> they're trash trucks. I mean
1: everything out there is just cool. Man,
2: nice.
1: Not that it's not that it's obscure by any means, but that was kind of the same mentality that got me into the Raptor.
2: Yeah. Or yeah. just
1: the truck. Yeah. Um, oh, because so. because Mike's known me for years now. Yeah, and yeah. so like he's always known me as like the sports car yeah. guy and yeah. don't get me wrong like I will have a sports car for the rest <laughs> of my life and I will choose that 10 times over 10 yeah. over a truck or anything like that if I was given one choice a yeah. choice to have one. But the appeal for going into the truck world was because it's it's different. And again, I don't it's not that the Raptors obscure it's just it's it offers a capability that I've never really had before. The big car, the off-road, the space, you know, and everything else that, that comes with it, it, just had a very like big appeal to me. Mm-hmm. And so that's that was very different for me. So the same thing with like the heist that Mike's into, it's like, well it's a party van. You can do so much to mm-hmm. it and it's just so different. Mm-hmm. And it's not like typical, like, Norm thing for you to naturally think of or at least gravitate towards, but I think once you experience one thing, um, then you start looking at something else that's a little bit different. It starts kind of getting your attention. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's that's how it happened for me.
2: I was about to make a really bad four but I chose not to good yeah good yeah <laughs> yeah well uh, I think I will end this podcast with a more uh, appropriate fe a for that variety is the spice of life
0: actually I want to bring one more thing up um, on our table here oh yeah
2: oh yeah forgot about that one i didn't see it
0: yeah 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 we yeah, have this, uh, <laughs> we have the 124 scale mazda rx3 hey that thing looks cool it's 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 hardcore jdm it's, it's this is like the style straight out of japan with the the, the cone uh flares and um the wheels are the cool i mean so it just screams one classic. of the things that that you know we get a lot of comments on is that our fitment you know the the wheels are too far deep into the the wheel well. Now, I want you to think back to when big time muscle and and the older cars that we used to do. Yes. Um, the style back then was tucking. Mm-hmm. That means the the fender went over the rim, so part of the rim was actually inside the body. So we would have to put it inside the body so that it won't rub. Now. These cars still have to roll, right? And the thickness of the fender wall, the metal that's around there, has to be a certain thickness so it doesn't collapse on itself. It's not too soft. It still has rigidity. So they have to be a certain thickness. Um, Now, with the new style which today that which we're trying to achieve is flush, we'd love to push it all the way out. But we'll get more customer service calls with the wheels not rolling if we pull them out too, mar- too much, where the wheels won't turn. So we have to push them in to uh, allow the wheels to turn. Okay. Okay. But there's enough play for you guys who really want that flush look to pull the wheels out on the axle, so that it will sit flush and will still roll. If you want it super flush, you may start to hit the the side wall of the the inner side wall of the fender. And it might not roll, but you'll get you'll achieve that look. Hmm. But you can achieve those looks if you want to with our cars because you know there's enough play in there okay. to do it. But uh, yeah, I mean that's one of the things that we get a lot of uh, flack for. But it's because we'd rather have it roll and have people customize it to make it look the way they want to, rather than making it look right, but not roll because we'll get too many customer service calls. Yes,
1: you see how much time and effort and like. Thought goes into the creation of every one of these, and at the end of the day, all we hear is did and cut the exhaust." Oh, whatever. Mm. The same thing I said in the last podcast. I'm saying it in this one too. Mm,
2: you guys suck. You guys don't care about the collectors.
1: But I mean, they. in re- at the end of the day, like it's a. Kind of add on to what Mike said. Like we we do see these things, and, and yeah. we try to incorporate it back into the the end product. Yeah, and there's, you know there's there's a lot of things that go into making these things, and sometimes we do miss
0: certain certain details that we would should have put into them. Yeah. Um. And then, but sometimes it's too late, and it's not worth it for us to go back in and change it because that means changing tooling and doing all kinds of stuff, and there's like a big investment. So some some things we have to just cut our losses. Um, sometimes we'll, we'll, we will reinvest if we think it's worth it, but more um, often than not, yeah. we, we go back to the Jada way. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, well, I mean, dude, there's so many times that we've go and gone back in and fix things and that just makes it more collectible because once we do fix it and change it, then there's like a few that were out there on the market that were incorrect and now there's the change and those are the ones that, you know, the ones that were incorrect are the ones that, typically will get more we'll, you know be more valuable later on down the line. Yeah. See? We're helping y'all out. <laughs> so it's I mean it's we don't, we won't put that out as public knowledge but it's something that like as collectors you will notice. Yeah. And I mean I want to give a shout out to uh uh Andy Goodman. He's an encyclopedia of Jada history and he knows all that stuff. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I mean he That he, he garage can't. is ridiculous. Yeah, you got to check Andy him out. Goodman. He's he's he's, he's he collects everything. Does he have Instagram? He, I don't know if he's on Instagram, but he's on Facebook.
1: Mm. Yeah, and okay. his, uh,
0: but he's he's co- he collects all kinds of diecast. He collects Jada and he collects other companies. But his knowledge is ridiculous. He came here, looked at our diecast wall, and said, "Oh, you're missing this, 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 and this. I can get it for you if you want it." I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, you know, he and he was because te- he started collecting even before I started here. And I've been here for thirteen years. Yes. And he was telling me all the history about everything from the from from before I was here. So, oh.
2: I feel like like around the RX three, and with everything that that you just said, maybe we could make some type of Easter egg challenge. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering what it should be. Um, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe oh, maybe
0: maybe we'll, you'll put a uh, we'll think of something and you'll put a flash cut in of. Uh, into the video, yeah, that'll kind of explain it a little bit.
2: Yeah, so if you guys are able to find the Easter egg that I just mentioned, or the Easter egg that I'm talking about now, uh, we'll send you some send you some free swag. And so be sure to watch out for our Instagram page yep. and Facebook, and uh, we'll throw that in there. Yep. Yeah, hmm. cool. By the way, I don't ever expect to see I'm an RX3 in America.
0: There is, plenty. yeah, yeah. There's plenty. Are That's there? one of the original, like. When I was, I've never uh, seen one. That's oh one. yeah. Oh, I mean, there. If you ever go to the old school, uh, I forgot what that show is. The old school Japanese. I don't know. There's, there's like an old school JDM show. Uh, they're all over the place. That's one of the cars. I, I have a friend that's fixing one up now. Is um, it
1: hosted by Stance Nation?
0: I don't remember. Out in L.A.
1: I know. I think yeah. I think I think yeah. Hmm. Well, there's in near. Well, I suppose that's not really a good description because there's a lot of yeah <laughs> but i think i know which one you're talking about
0: yeah there's there's a there's there's like a swap me that just sells all jdm old school stuff mm. and you'll see a ton of those out there um yeah no they're, they're they're around they're they're as popular they're probably the second most popular old school jdm car to fix up under the uh that's obtainable that's you can find under the 510 really yeah
2: Damn. i okay. mean
0: all of them are kind of hard to find in good condition to fix up but yeah sure. there's there's that's those it's i think the top three a86 510 uh, rx3 are the top
2: three hmm. okay that's pretty sick well the more got you know <laughs> and uh i can't see a better way to end this podcast other than that um so just a little bit of housekeeping rules um you know if this podcast brings you any type of value whatsoever if it makes you laugh if it makes you cry be sure to like it subscribe to our youtube page follow us on instagram tell people about this this podcast share it with a friend and after all if you guys really consider yourselves collectors how could you not be listening to to the to this (laughs) podcast right don't don't tell me that you're a collector But you don't listen to the JadaCast podcast because no other company is about to give you all of the insights that we can provide to you guys here. Between these two, there are more than 25 years of knowledge of, of, of this industry. And you're not about to find that anywhere else. All right. So we're handing it out for free. We're collectors, too. So if you enjoy our podcast, spread it to everybody and uh, we will see you guys next week. Um, oh, by the way, we will be at SEMA at the end of this month, early into November, um, October 28th through November what? Third. Third. Through, through November 3rd. So uh, be there or be square. I am Jordan. I'm Daryl. Mike. And we will see you guys next week. Peace out.